all right welcome back to another episode today we have a very interesting topic uh, where we're going to talk about ai and basically what the future looks like with ai um you know there've been a lot of debate on whether ai should basically progress in this at the rate at which it is and you know people like elon musk have come out and said that um you know if we become too over dependent on ai it will you know eventually take us over or something but we kind of want to talk about the idea of ai and how it might play a role in the future um i think i'll begin with the basically by just understanding the current state of ai and how it has developed over time and see how ai can actually influence the future so um me and okay so i want to talk about three points first because um elon musk had i was listening to him on a podcast and he said that these are basically three um um no okay so basically these are i was actually going to give you okay fine these are basically three uh, things in the future that with technology will be more optimized and become more uh, developed and at least that's where technology should go towards and that is one obviously ai um second which is again this topic doesn't necessarily have to do just with ai it's more on the basis of technology and the influence of technology in the future or you know whatever upcoming time we have um one is ai second is genetic diseases so he um what elon musk said very interestingly is that if we had the ability to predict certain genetic diseases before they happen so like if someone was born and the doctor could immediately go up to the father and say listen your son is going to have dementia at uh, 50 years old so you might as well you know get prepared for that so that's something very interesting and that's something that you know some scientists say that could probably occur where we can actually predict genetic diseases that may occur you know years after your life which i think is very cool um another is that him connecting your tertiary self to the internet and even further so you know currently elon musk is working with this thing called the neuralink and um, basically what he says is when we we currently are using are at least connected to the internet which is basically a whole different world which is online just through you know uh the access to our laptops or phones or whatever but if we could connect our tertiary self which is a physical self to the internet or at least our brain to the internet that would just change the experience and make it even more surreal now that you can physically or at least to a certain extent physically go into the internet because the internet is literally like a like a world in itself like it's a different planet almost so i guess those are certain aspects where technology can really um do well and um i think when we see well there are certain advantages to it we were also certain disadvantages when we get well too over dependent on not just ai but even technology and um i want to because we were talking about this before we recorded and um kanchan said he wanted to bring up wally which i thought was also interesting because i wanted to bring up uh, an analogy from wally but i want to hear your kanchan first like what what do you uh, think about the over dependence on ai um yeah again so this may seem like a uh, boomer view but um why i wanted to bring up the example of wally is just to kind of show that what would what could be the consequences if humanity leads to an overdependence on the ai and you know if 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 you've personally seen the movie then you know how earth becomes this um barren and desolate wasteland with um you know the protagonist of the story wally being this robot that has to clean it and the whole plot of that story was basically that um uh, human beings would vacate the planet for a certain amount of time 
so that the robots which were the wallies they could you know clean the place and make it back to its um, normal self but um what happened was um the humans kind of got used to that comfort lifestyle and never really came back nor did they care about coming back so earth kind of just stayed a barren and desolate wasteland while humans started um, becoming lethargic and almost almost not even being able to move without the help of technology and that's a very important point when we bring up the process of ai and everything today while i do agree that it can have a lot of positive and a lot of benefits for society as a whole we should always keep a border or a boundary towards reaching that sort of over dependence on that sort of technology yeah cuz i also want to bring up uh, the volley analogy on the similar context um this being that over dependence on ai can actually make us weaker and that being you know when we when we when we look at wally everybody on that ship was really fat and was like excessively obese because they didn't have to do anything computers were doing it for them like the economy was running on ai literally where they just had to sit and eat and you know live life because everything was being made for them and given to them on a plate with a computer system or with a robot and you know that, that kind of keeps things in perspective when we see well with if we become too over dependent on ai will we will lose what it means to be human not only by well being over dependent uh, from the way we've seen it in wally but also when we kind of optimize ourselves you know there's a cyborg reference there because when we kind of implement technology all over our body that we are less human and we are more well metal or we are more artificial um when we kind of look at that in from that sense it's it's kind of scary because that is um not a direction I, at least what i think we should i don't think that's a direction we should go at um and when we see when i talked about the idea of neuralink we, it kind of hints to that sort of arc where we reach uh, where not only when we decide to connect our tertiary self to the internet but then we also kind of live in the internet you know I, there was this, there's this game ready the movie ready player one for example where everyone was absorbed in this video game that they didn't really care about real life you know all of everyone was so immersed in this game that their life ran in the game i don't know if you watched ready player one um but yeah that's a good example to see how many people can actually move from the physical state that they're living in which is on this planet and move on to a video game or at least an online world or the internet and you know forget that they even have a reality or have a life to live and i think that's a very interesting point because um the more we advance with ai we or technology in terms of ai we are more moving towards um not doing repetitive work or having a system or a computer that does a certain amount of work for you and when you have that and you become too over dependent you have something that we see in wally and when it comes to technology when you become to um over at least when you get to immerse in technology and you enter the internet for example or move into a different world you bet to immerse and you forget that you have there is a reality there is a real life that you're living you know there is a physical self in this in this world that we have that you need to also maintain and to also take care of um i think that's a very interesting thing to keep in mind and uh when when i also want to talk more at least more positively now in terms of um you know technology um i was listening to another podcast and i heard um one scientist say that um basically uh when it comes to uh well i talked about this again before when it comes to predicting whether you have a genetic disease or something when apparently computers or i feel like 
we cannot really dis you know uh, the progression of technology or the progression of ai because they're really helping um the current landscape of you know human life uh, and there was this interesting thing where he said where about predictive genetics so um the idea of predictive genetics is you have the ability to sort of make your human being it's like sims but in real life you know there are certain genetics from certain parts of the world certain races have certain advantages and have certain basically i'm not saying i'm saying biological advantages right and when you kind of fit that and kind of optimize and you can basically have the ability to make your own child is quite interesting to think about as much as we think is unethical but just the thought of it where you can have predictive genetics being played when you can add a little bit of um you know some genetics from some other race or some genetics from some other uh, country where he that person immediately becomes well what you want him to be or her to be and i think that's a pretty cool thing because when we look at technology we think okay metal and all of that but then we should see the prospects of um technology and ai when it comes to medicine because i think it becomes really cool when we discuss it from that sort of end um again when it comes to the um, the first part what you said about n- neurolinking your brain and almost living in the internet um i think that um, another thing that people or an alternative that people would say is like having a microchip planted in your brain and then you know being able to access the internet from your mind and brain and etc and um again i don't um i don't really understand the need for doing of course, this like I mean, listen you can ask everything like you you know the need to live the need to everything we'll end up becoming existentialists at that point when we actually question you know, the need to buy gucci the need to uh, go to a good college the need to live life i, I mean that argument doesn't really sustain that's the view that's the view of just that's the view of just like on like a pseudo nihilism just saying that yeah, oh exactly. there's so I mean, it, that applies to literally everything we have now currently. So, like, if we're gonna say, why do we need a chip in our brain? Well, why? Sh- I'll ask you, why don't we need a chip in our brain? Oh, you know, no, it's but, like that. But you can't compare saying that. Okay, why do I go to school? Well, why, why do you wanna get? Why do you wanna buy? I would say for you, why do you wanna buy Tyler the Creator merch? Why do you wanna, you know, but, listen, but, download his music? Why do you wanna do anything? You know, we're all gonna die, and at the end of the day, nothing really matters. Why do you wanna do it? The thing is, we enjoy it. We prefer the experience. We ha- we live life for a certain reason. It's just to enjoy it. And when we ask ourselves, why do we do anything? It's like we cannot really use that argument, even when it comes to where we can't use it for anything. You know, because asking yourself why we do things, you end up being existentialist, and we do it because we want to explore the boundaries of you know. at least in this example, how much neuralink can actually, or at least the experience of the internet can make us. you know take us actually so there are disadvantages there are advantages is asking yourself why i don't think is very important i mean yeah at the end of the day it's it's a personal opinion for different people at the yeah some people may question it and um yeah see i see i myself i don't get the appeal of it but i oh, i yeah. understand you know why other people would you know would want a chip in their brain and it could be beneficial when it comes to like you know in the age we live in you know we're all in yeah, the when it comes to medicine like the examples i've given before when we were talk when i was talking about predicting genetic diseases that occur like if you're going to get dementia or a certain amount or if you're going to get schizophrenia um, at a certain age or stuff like that 
is very useful and it would also like it would also like very much increase the lifespan of a lot of people and it can also know, improve us as human beings like you know just cuz you know we're like any other animal you know we're like any other creature in this on this planet and if we can use technology to make us even more advanced because you know we we are like one of the slowest animals on this planet we are one of the weakest animals on this planet if we can use technology or any sort of ai to kind of uh, how how to say this kind of optimize ourselves to become stronger to become faster you know than other animals rather than sitting in a car or sitting on a plane or you know sitting in a tank it, it, that that kind of that kind of gets a bit less like that's archaic like if you think of it now you can at least change who you are biologically that's kind of cool but then people have the ethical argument to it but if i had to put my opinion on the table i would say we if you want to do it you can do it i don't think it should be mandatory but i think it's cool that you should be allowed to do it because we, i feel like you've seen it through history and time you know we have as a human as a race kind of always try to break the boundaries of what we could think is possible and i think if we stop now it's pointless and if we question ethics it's pointless it shouldn't be mandated that's for sure but we should not stop research and innovation for it you know that is why we're here on the earth for and i guess that's where the interest uh, argument of why to do it comes in you know why have we progressed in society the way we did we didn't i no one knows the answer for that you know you ask yourself why you just because you there was a human urge to do it to human urge to explore how much we can you know extend the you know, our knowledge of science how much it applies to different parts of you know the physical world it's it's very it's we cannot restrict research and innovation and it shouldn't it again it has it forgetting about being ethical or not it's if you become over ethical it just ruins everything and I, that's what i would say i would say if you don't want to if you don't want to become a cyber don't become a cyber but those people who are uh you know extra adventurous and want to see how well or at least very into science and see and want to extend that arc of research and innovation they should be given the opportunity to do so i mean um if you if you look at that over um, over ethical example i don't know if many people have watched the show the good place um but if you have then um the, there's this character called uh, chidi and basically he's just this moral ethics professor and um yeah, he basically know, yeah. yeah you know yeah so he spends his whole life trying to figure out what's right what's wrong what's there's the proper ethics it's a subjective thing the everything that we have already we've defined right or wrong is just it's it's all subjective because it depends on where you were raised and how you were raised you know what yes. you think is right and what you think is wrong right yeah. if you think about it this way if if we if you um eliminated let's if you eliminated re- religion from mankind and humanity as a whole then what would be considered right and what would be considered wrong right now i don't think religion is the reason why we have ethics in terms of the right or wrong i think everything religion like I, has to do with faith and the existence of a higher power that explains why we were created because there is no scientific explanation to exp- to give the reason for why the big bang occurred or anything like it's that it's not because of that the religion religion um it has a set of rules set of commandments whatever those rules and commandments were the basis or the foundation of the rules of the constitution or everything we have and that's and that is something that um if you eliminate it from mankind or society as a whole 
the laws and regulations which you have would be very different you may not even have yeah that's why morality and right or wrong is very subjective yeah yeah but but again there are some things that you know that cannot be subjective that are definitely of course, wrong like uh, if i if i say that a tree is made of wood that is objective right it's like it, i mean for certain things like that, i'm not saying everything is subjective but it comes to the idea of right or wrong or you know very subjective topics it, that's where you can apply subjectivity but then if i say something like listen i am indian yes i am indian in the human definition i am indian right if my if my book is if a book is blue it is blue like that is that is objective but then that shouldn't you know that shouldn't ruin the argument of subjectivity because subjectivity exists yeah um, i mean again this this is all a very a very intricate topic that we can't really discuss in this episode so um you know going back to that ai thing um we shouldn't like you said we shouldn't be forcing people to get this or forcing people to research on it but rather we should um allow people to kind of look into yeah. it in you know what was really interesting as well um because currently i'm like i've just become 18 and i was getting my driver's license and i was oh. talking to myself i was saying like to someone else that what if we had you know currently we having self driving cars in the making and you know we would actually reach a point where getting a license would be redundant because cars could drive itself and i thought you know cuz if you if you would have got a license it's you know quite a long process at least the process i'm taking it you have to do a theory test and then you have to do a parking test and what not and it's you know quite annoying actually and if you think about even forget just cars planes um you know buses whatever form of transport you could if you had ai that would just drive it would just run it for you you would necessarily have to waste time in getting a license and i guess that at first was like that's pretty cool because i didn't have to no one has to worry about getting a license you know the car could just drive itself but then i also again you got to think how much uh, this kind of brings to another very interesting topic and that is when um ai kind of replaces jobs right so like if i am a pilot and suddenly ai can do the job for me like what is my purpose as a pilot right so where does the fine line come when it comes to ai and you know it's taking over jobs you know there's and i've heard a very interesting saying cuz like people say that ai can replace human beings but the only job that ai does is optimize a system right it doesn't really necessarily make the decision making because you give it the field of decisions it does and according to it it adapts and learns on the basis of that right so it's like we, uh, the question i'm trying to bring out is where can we stop the influence of ai when it comes to a lot of jobs because you know we see a lot of low income workers who do not have uh, access to education or higher education so they have to resort to very repetitive work which can soon easily be taken over ai and i guess considering you're a very left wing moral ethical you have a very ethical perspective i want to see what you have to say on that yeah so basically my view upon the ai replacing jobs is that it's okay see this is this is a very um, tricky thing to say because on one hand you have um, ai which could optimize and make certain processes more efficient less pollutive etc but on the other hand a lot of a lot of the workforce becomes unemployed and that just leads to a whole another set of problems on its own but um in terms of ai not being able to make you know the same decisions a human would make um with the way that um we are progressing right now 
very soon we would have um ai that can make its own decisions and what not and when when we have ai like that so slowly they themselves will start to replace almost everything we have so when it comes to a sort of and i know this is like a very um how do i say this is a very um a far like fetched sci-fi fight. sort of kind of point yeah. um but when it comes to the ethics and morality perspective of it we shouldn't be using ai to completely replace you yeah, know so you kind of yeah, like the holy thing where it just replaced every single job and everybody just became fat and didn't want to yeah. work and became as you said lethargic so we should we should not be moving towards ai that is you know can make decisions for themselves we should not be moving towards that i think what we should be doing is we should be moving towards ai that can um, do that can um, kind of optimize and make certain things more efficient but at the same time they can't you know they can't completely replace a human because there are still some tasks that a human can do like um in terms of um in terms of let's say farming right like feeling for example i would yeah, say in itself yeah and then a lot um i Emotion, think a lot of uh, empathy yeah i'm like ai can't ai can't you know you can't just have like an ai therapist that be like on a scale of one mind as they said is very very complex they said there's like 300 million terabyte or something and this the way the human brain is just made to make decisions have, the intricacies yeah, of human behavior it's not it's not very easy programmable like it's just a whole lot of code that would take i would say millennia to write to be to make something like a human yeah i'm i'm fairly certain that ai will never be able to reach that point of you know thinking for themselves at least in at least not in my lifetime at yeah, least yeah sure, for sure so, yeah so i and i do believe that um, we again this is something that i've said before but we should not be moving towards an dependence on ai but rather just you know kind of using ai as a side thing to help us rather than yeah. replace I think that brings a very interesting question up as well uh, at this point of this discussion is you know with the fact that we're talking about AI and the future of technology it asks us it begs us to question what makes us human you know what is that you know when it comes to the very serious question where we ask ourselves what is it that makes us human um i think it's very very important question to ask ourselves when discussing ai to kind of draw out how much of an extent can we be dependent on ai you know and i want to i want to ask you that first and i'll probably come in and say what i think about it on the on the question that being what do you think makes us human and how much of it how much of us humanness has to decrease to the point where we're not human anymore and we're just simply over dependent on ai or artificial i think um for me it comes down to a set of things rather than one thing and um, the biggest thing for me is the ability to the ability to feel so what i mean by that is um, the ability to kind of process or create any sort of emotion a feeling of joy the feeling of sadness the feeling of um, anything really that that ability to feel i do i think is what makes us human as the most important part then secondly i think that the um the ability to think for ourselves um all of us um have our own pro- process of thinking thought um, and our own just our own way of looking at problems analyzing everything so everyone's um way of thinking is unique you can't really have someone who thinks the exact same way you think and that kind of process of thinking is also what makes us um human and then um 
I think like those two things are what makes um humans human without those two things you just necessarily like necessarily you can create an AI without without those two things and you'd be fine really I think you brought up a very interesting point when you said that because uh, one what biologically or what physically makes us human is you know when we have different fingerprints no two fingerprints are the same or you know no two faces are the same not necessarily because everybody almost looks very different you know so that is dark is kind of like a little symbolic is like a little symbolic to the idea of how humans are different and when it comes to ai you really think um they they would more likely act the same because they are programmed to be a certain person because everybody's coding if you are to code a human being everybody's coded differently that's how they're made whether they're coded to look by physically or how they were coded to act mentally everyone is different so for you to first of all makes a disparity between you know a computer or a, versus a human it is that the coding must not be the same between two people even if it's a twin right twins even act differently and i think that comes to even the interesting point in psychology when it comes to the nature versus nurture debate right because a lot of nurture plays an influence even if i have a twin a lot of nurture from society and you know you know external stimuli plays an influence on who i become as as i grow up you know the environment i was raised in makes who i am you know so i think that's one thing and in in your point on uh, feeling i also very much agree but to be more specific i feel like what makes us very human and what makes things live you know when i compare it to other uh, animal species in the world, uh, on this planet is the feeling of empathy for you know either that species family or that species well that species in itself because there are certain feelings or this this, this you cannot really program empathy because of how complicated it is right so it's not just feeling because feeling in itself is like very sort of well straightforward you know something's angry you would act this way something's mad sad would you would you know draw tears off but then when it comes to the simple the very intricate idea of uh, empathy that is something which i feel is not very easily programmable because you can only you can fake empathy but genuine empathy cannot be expressed through ai right you can fake that but you know when we fake empathy it is what some people prefer to call sympathy because they do not truly feel or at least express the right amount of empathy to their uh, to the uh, other subject so when it comes to expressing emotion it is not just the expression of feeling for someone else but it is also the expression of empathy and a lot of uh empathy usually applies to most of the feelings we have whether it you know whether we fall in love with someone else or whether we fall happy or whether we feel sad you know there is a certain amount of empathy that plays a role when we interact with somebody else who is explo- expressing a certain feeling and i think that is a very interesting point when it comes to um disp- kind of making a disparity between a computer uh, versus a human being so i guess we'll probably end on that one unless you have something else to add um not really but i would i would like to say that um again um while while i did present a lot of boomer views in this um episode i, I don't would think like there's anything that. wrong with presenting boomer views i think that's quite ageist i guess if you uh, have boomer views like right no, so i don't think there's any problem with that i mean itself is a very complicated thing to kind of assess but yeah there's nothing boomer uh, about being a, a genuine human being to be honest so yeah Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just being politically correct. You know, I don't, I don't want to cause any, um, I don't want to cause any problems. But yeah, again, um, I like, um, I just wanted to say that um, we should kind of create a boundary for our over dependence on AI, 
and also when it comes to ai we should not be hindering the process of ai but at the same time we should not be prioritizing it as well in my opinion for so sure. yeah for i would say all right thank you for listening um i you know we've discussed a lot of things on this podcast episode and um you know hopefully you've taken something into consideration and um yeah we'll hopefully you listen to the next episode that we will have coming out and stick around for more episodes i guess thank you and bye mm.